hey, this is Ted Nugent. I'm on the Don Smith Radio Show, where it's okay to be a real conservative. Welcome back to the program. Hope you're having a great Saturday so far. So this week we're we're talking to some of the candidates from the key states. So these are congressional candidates from the key states that are needed by uh, well by President Trump as well as the whoever his eventual opponent is. Um, talking about the impeachment thing. What's going on? What's going on in their district? How do uh, their constituents? How do the people around them feel about this? So continuing on with that is my pleasure to bring back. His name is Andy Meehan. He is running for. Congressional District, the first district in the great state of Pennsylvania. My pleasure to have him back. Andy, welcome back to the Don Smith Show. Hey, Don. Thanks so much for having me back on. It's great to be back. And whenever I hear your intro of Ted Nugent playing, it just gets my blood going. So uh, good to be back. <laughs> good. Well, it's great to have you back. So I want to ask you the same question. We just had Mike Detmer on. He is from the 8th Congressional District in uh, the great state of Michigan, a key state. Uh, I mean, this is one that, that they really need to get uh, to beat President Donald Trump. Another state that they need is, of course, the great state of Pennsylvania. So what do you see? I, here's what I see on this impeachment process. I see I see this playing out really well on the coast, in the states that they already know they have. But I see it being the opposite in states like yours, in states like Michigan, Wisconsin, Ohio. How is this whole thing playing out in your area? Well, you know, uh, you have the uh, the hard left, and they're calling uh, for uh, impeachment, impeachment, impeachment. They don't know what they're impeaching him for, but they just want him impeached, and the voices are very loud and strident uh, on the left. Unfortunately, we have a congressman in Pennsylvania's 1st District who gives aid and comfort and cover uh, to this coup cabal and these people on the left. Uh, he comes out, and he says that he supports uh, uh, the president that he fights impeachment. In fact, he's running ads on Bucks County right now, uh, uh, telling us to call his office and thank him for standing tall on impeachment. But in actuality, he re- he appeared on NBC News two weeks ago down in Bristol, Pennsylvania, and uh, was calling for more investigations into the president, uh, more investigations. This is the same guy who's still carrying water for James Comey and the Mueller investigation, calling them apolitical, nonpartisan fact-finding missions by the FBI. So this guy is giving aid and comfort to the enemy. He's a traitor to the Trump cause. He's uh, he's part of the resistance, and uh, he's got to go. Yeah, you know, I think, I, again, I, I think this is playing out on the coast. I think people out there are going, yeah, this is great. It's great for their base. But I, I think for the average conservative, this is, and even, even some liberals, I think, in states like yours are, are just not seeing this play out well. And um, I, I just think it's fascinating that they're continuing to go forward with this. I mean, they're talking about bringing this into Christmas week. I mean, actually having a vote just before everybody sits down for Christmas dinner, sits down to uh, celebrate time with their friends and family and things like that. Do you, what do you think the impact will be in your community if, it, if this really plays out that way? Well, um, 
the impact in my community is that people are completely ignoring this because we know it's such a sham. It's just a continuation of the nonstop attack on the president for the last two and a half years to change the results of our election in 2016. They're doing anything they can to distract from all of the criminality and uh, shenanigans and malarkey that they were doing during the Obama administration in Ukraine and beyond. In fact, uh, our Congressman Fitzpatrick was in the Ukraine in 2015, uh, helping them to fix corruption. And what did they do? They fired the guy, Victor Shokin, that was investigating Joe Biden. So we don't hear anything out of Congressman Fitzpatrick about getting to the bottom of that. But he wants more investigations into the president. So anytime it's about investigating Trump, he wants more of it from the apolitical, unbiased FBI that he's Mr. Corruption Specialist with. But if it has to do with anything to do with Mueller or Comey or, uh, or the Democrats, he wants nothing to do with it. It's like he's we can't figure out if he's Inspector Cluzo, who's absolutely oblivious <laughs> to everything that goes on around him, or is he part of this cabal, you know? We haven't figured that yeah. out yet, Don. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think one of the things that people are seeing right now, and, and one of the one of the reasons I think President Trump was elected was his stance on immigration. And I think this has really become a big issue. But I think people are really starting to look more at President Trump's the way he sees it, and as the importance of building a wall and securing our border. Talk a little bit about the difference between you and your opponent, Brian Fitzpatrick, when it comes to building the wall and when it comes to things like amnesty and those kind of issues. Where do you guys differ? Well, we, we differ big time, Don. First of all, Congressman Fitzpatrick has voted over and over and over again uh, uh, for zero dollars for the wall. Not one dollar, not a hundred million, zero. But he did want us to spend 25 billion of our taxpayer dollars to build more detention centers, give more diapers, lawyers, transportation to people coming over the border illegally. So he's all in on this open borders uh, thing. And uh, it's not good for the American workers. It's not good for our rule of law, our sovereignty, but he doesn't seem to care. He doesn't want to stand up for that. And uh, so that's where he stands. And also, uh, he is silent on the sanctuary policies issue. We had a woman uh, in uh, Warrington, Pennsylvania, uh, a year ago, who was killed uh, walking across the road on 611 by an illegal immigrant drunk driver. And uh, this fella had been uh, locked up twice before for DUIs and released and not deported. And as a result, Sis Davis was killed on Route 611. And we had a little, uh, um, you know, remembrance for her a few weeks ago. And, and we were focusing on, you know, what is the fallout of these policies of not uh, executing our laws? And we're just ignoring the laws. And it's people on the ground, the little people are the ones that get hurt. It's the people at the top that don't get prosecuted or the illegal immigrants that get let go and put back in, into the streets. And uh, it's people like us that seem to be always the ones paying the price for it. So Congressman Fitzpatrick is, uh, is, is an advocate for open borders and sanctuary policies by default, by his silence on the issues. And I'm not standing for that. I'm, I'm coming out loud for the rule of law. If you don't like the laws, change them, but you can't ignore them. Yeah, absolutely. You know, let's get into this because yesterday we saw this incredible jobs report come out. Last jobs report for for 2019. Um, this this is uh, certainly this this really does not help the impeachment thing. I mean, people they see this great jobs report, they're feeling it uh, in their wallets, and and then they hear about getting rid of this guy who's given them this opportunity. So let's talk a little bit about this because it was supposed to be yeah. doom and gloom, Andy. When it, when the tax cuts were passed, this was oh my goodness, this was just for the rich people. No no middle class is going to benefit fit, even though that's obviously not true. And we can see it. These kind of things are reflected in our uh, jobs report that we just saw. So let's talk a little bit about less taxes, uh, smaller government. These things seem to be kind of actually helping the American people. Where, where do you stand on that going forward? 
Well, uh, yeah, as a financial advisor, I see what happens on the ground and in people's tax returns and in their investment portfolios, how they make money, how they save money, how they invest money. And uh, it's, it's been a slam dunk since President Trump was elected uh, in their stock portfolios. Their earnings are up. Uh, uh, the uh, people are back to work. Unemployment is at all time low at every uh, uh, demographic across the, the scope. And uh, people in the district are working. They're happy. Uh, and uh, they don't want to be hearing about, uh, you know, things that are going to reverse the course of this uh, economic revival that we've seen under President Trump. So all this stuff that we're hearing uh, about it is basically being ginned up by the media and the far left to find something, any little shred that they can hang on to to trash the president over. And he's given them nothing to sink their teeth into because uh, the economy is rocking and uh, and everybody knows it. And there's no denying it. All you have to do is look around and, and see and people are back to work and their stock portfolios are up. And uh, and so the evidence is, is plain to see. And so, you know, they're just not buying it. Yeah, absolutely. And I, again, I think people are feeling this. It's uh, it's hard to convince somebody who's doing good who maybe wasn't uh, prior to President Trump coming in. It's hard to convince them that they're really not doing good when they are. I think that's that's a ridiculous argument. I want to get into this because this was something I wanted to talk to you about last time and I didn't get a chance to. It was one of the first things that stuck out when I went to your website and looked at your platform. I think this is a great point that you make in here. There's too much talk about equality and, and fairness. I, for eight years of President Barack Obama, all we heard was about fairness. And I've always asked the same question, who decides what fairness is? Because right? something fair yeah. to you, to a liberal might not be fair to you or me. Or So let's talk about this, because you talk about liberty not equality and equal justice yeah. for all, not special rights, not things like that. Expand a little bit on that, because I think that's a really important point, Andy. Yeah, I think our Constitution is pretty clear, and we just need to treat everybody the same. Let's talk about something in specific that Congressman Fitzpatrick was a big supporter of and voted for, which is the Equality Act. The Equality Act um, was an act that would have spelled the doom of women's sports. It would have made it illegal for school administrators to stop biological males from competing on the wrestling mats, track teams, and, and sporting fields uh, of high school and college athletics. We're seeing the fallout from that now. Congressman Fitzpatrick's uh, response to this and questions as why did you vote for this Congressman Fitzpatrick is, well, it doesn't really happen that often. And yes, as he's seen, it does happen that often, and it is not equal to be putting biological males on the same sporting competitions or forcing females to share their bathrooms with biological males, making it illegal for them. So we, he want, they want to upset society to accommodate for uh, the radical left transgender agenda. Um, Congressman Fitzpatrick uh, opposed Trump's transgender military ban and wanted us to use our taxpayer dollars to pay for uh, transition surgeries for people that are confused about their gender in the military. So this is not uh, equality. This is special treatment. And uh, if, you know, if uh, we just don't buy it, we want to, we want to be left alone and not be told what to do here and there. If you know, if you want to do whatever you want to do in your bedroom or pursue this or that, that's fine. Go ahead, right ahead. You know, knock yourself out, but don't expect us all to bend over and change 200 years of Judeo-Christian values and American values to accommodate this nonsense. Yeah, absolutely. And here, here's what I love about talking to you, Andy, and it's this. 
we see too many people in the politics. We've, we're living in these times of political correctness, and it's all oh, we go. We got to be really careful to say this and this, and you've got to be talk. You got to use words like equality and fairness. And you're strong. You stand on your conservative principles, and you don't seem to be afraid to do so. And I think that I think it is a breath of fresh air. I think this is something that President Trump has made it fashionable, if you will, a little bit to say, oh, it's okay to stand behind your values, to be strong about them, and to not wither in these politically correct times. So I want to give you a chance to talk a little bit about that and then tell my listeners how can they go and how can they support you in your run? Yeah, well, thanks a lot, Don. Uh, Well, I'm not a politician. I'm just a businessman from Bucks County, and I've been saying this stuff for years and years and years on social media. Uh, It did, uh, the, the election of Donald Trump, did validate uh, uh, a lot of these positions that me and many other conservatives in Bucks County have had, and but we've been standing up this for years and years and years. So, um, you know, uh, we just need to be straight talking and plain and stop dancing around things and just get back to being the normal Americans that we are. We're not bigoted. We're not racist. We just want to be left alone by the government and not be uh, have our society turned upside down by the radical left with their uh, social agenda and their identity politics. And uh, you can go to my website, Mehan2020.com, and see what our campaign is all about. It's about getting back to the basics of good classic American values, uh, and, and just, you know, getting our country back to where it was when we could all get along and get together and focus on the job at hand and help each other out when we're down, but not be getting into these big wealth redistribution schemes and identity politics and socialism, all this kind of nonsense. Yeah, you know, and I, have, I want to add one more thing here because I think I think it's really important right now. We lost the House uh, last election, and obviously we see what the results are of that. We've got all this impeachment nonsense, and I just can't imagine where we would be um, had we had people actually in there supporting our president, getting the USMCA, things like that passed. So just talk a little bit about how important it is that we get people back. And we just talked to somebody from Michigan, Mike Detmer, whose uh, his seat was flipped, and now he's trying to flip it back. And in your case you're trying to be an actual real conservative that would support the president in in Pennsylvania. How important is it to at least try to make inroads in the House or possibly maybe even take the House back? Well, um, it's very important. We lost the House in 2018 because the rhinos like Brian Fitzpatrick and Paul Ryan um, didn't fight back against this uh, tainted Mueller investigation. That thing was dragged on and on and on, and it gave the mill for the grist of the media and the radical left to come after us and uh, and take back the House in 2018 under this Trump's corrupt banner. And uh, so we've had to uh, fight against all these investigations over the last two years because the rhinos uh, in Washington sold us out after we had the House and the Senate and the presidency in 2017 and 2018. What did we get done? We got one tax bill, and that was about it. They rolled over and played patty cake with Nancy Pelosi. That's what Congressman Fitzpatrick does. He voted with Nancy Pelosi in July to stand up with these crazy women in the squad to label President Trump a racist. And uh, this is part of the problem. With friends like Brian Fitzpatrick on the Trump team, we don't need any enemies, Don. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, great point. So everybody go to Mehan2020.com. That's Mehan2020.com. Andy, thank you so much again for coming on the program. Thank you for your time. And uh, I'd love to see some real conservatives get back in here and let's take this house back. Thanks, Don. I'll see you all at the Trump rally on uh, Tuesday in Hershey, Pennsylvania. We'll be there with a big tailgate party. Excellent. All right. Sounds good. Have a great weekend, my friend. Thanks. Take care. 
All right, that's Andy Meehan. Go to Meehan2020.com. Check out more about him. You know, this is the thing. This is the Trump effect. We've talked about this many times in the program. When President Trump came in, I mean, it was like... In these PC times, who really believed when he first came down that escalator, when he started talking the way he did, who believed that he was going to be able to win the election? Obviously, Hillary Clinton didn't, um, but I think a lot of us thought it was possible. But the fact that he's he's laid the groundwork, he's laid the groundwork for it. I mean, we heard names mentioned there like, I mean, we all remember Paul Ryan. We all remember John Boehner. We remember, you know, you know was, uh, John McCain. We remember the people who just didn't stand up for conservative values that ran as Republicans, but really, you know, never really voted that way. So I think it's really important that we get this back.